<laughs> Good morning. Hey, buddy. We haven't really talked. No, no. I, I feel like that's our new custom. It is. I went to speak to you, and you literally said to me, I don't know why you're talking to me right now. So, okay. Hi. I just wanted to save our best stuff for now. I like that, those <laughs> cufflinks. Oh, thank you. Lego links. Legos. Those are incredible. Playful. It is. It's playful amidst a very somber time, thing, environment. So it's nice. It's a nice breakup of things. It's Thank good. you. You look good. Thank you. I'm excited about today. Are you? Yes. It's going to be uh, organized chaos. Yeah, it is. I, I like it, though. We're, we're doing uh, photos for the entire Moore's Family Services team. Do you know how many people are coming yet? No. I don't either, but I do know it exceeds 30. Yeah, I, thought, I think it would be between 30 and 40. Yeah. So uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to roll today. I feel great. You are the best multitasker I've ever known, too. There's no such thing as multitasking. Don't let anybody make you think it's possible. So what was that considered then? That was me not listening because I was doing something else. Yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm not Harvard, calling him uh, out, by the way, because A Harvard Medical me. Journal. Uh, articulated wisely, I think, that the human brain really can't multitask. It's an amazing machine, but it can't do multiple things at one time with 100%. Kind of like a computer because it can't run logic 100% and all the other programs. Now, yes, you have a really high operating system, but whatever. But you're really only still doing one thing at a time. That is very, very true. You know, you have a lot of programs running in the background, but you're only operating one at one time, you have one mouse, one cursor, one keyboard, doing one program at a time. So other things can be open, but you're only focusing on one thing. Hey, can we can we backtrack and focus on the fact that it's it'll it'll be my fault? It's fine. Brent sent me a text on Friday, and he was like, "No podcast." Yeah, let's talk about let's that. talk about it. <laughs> we owe you an apology. Yes, we do. Uh, we did not forget. Uh, we simply didn't. I didn't have time. I'll, I'll claim that responsibility. Well, it's. I think both. I think that was uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, in sixty-seven or eight or however many we are on episodes was our first blunder. For yeah. that, we are sorry. We are human. Tuesdays and Fridays, you may be confident that at seven in the morning, you will have you'll die trying on your device. Right. So, anyway, chalk that up. We're good. We're still here. We're alive. Coffee's in our belly. Dr. Carroll picked up. By the way, that pot is It's like three days old and cold. And you just reheated it in the microwave, drinking it in your you'll die trying mug. It's freezing cold. It's awful. I'm pretending it's a well-aged cold brew. It's so awful. It's so gross. <laughs> Coffee's disgusting. There's n- it's it's all it tastes the same always. That's it, entirely false. No, Again, it, it isn't. You have burnt coffee. You have Joel coffee, which is water that is brown. Yeah. Like the pipes are rusted. And then you have two strong coffee. Yeah, you have tons of different types. In this building, there's one type. (laughs) Whether it's hot or cold, to me, because I'm not a coffee drinker, I don't have a discerning palate. I can drink bourbon or wine. Uh, I can tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi. But when it comes to coffee, I'm just not skilled enough to know the difference. You can tell Coke and Pepsi apart? Oh, absolutely. I can't. Yeah. I haven't had a Coke in ages. Yeah. Like I love back it. Back in the Roman times, I think it I was. I love it. I'm not one of those who's like, I don't have a Coke in ages. Oh, I'm like, I had I'm one sorry. yesterday. I'm sorry. Well, I'm Nathan. 
Hey, I'm Jonathan. And you are you, and we are so glad that you are here on the 67th episode of You'll Die Trying. He doesn't know either. I really don't. So we uh, we're getting off to a to a to a a rough start. Oh, it's in sixty eight. Oh, I don't. I think you're hard on yourself. Well, we've we've established that that yeah. you're very very hard on yourself. I am, and that's great to be. But as a result, other people are hard on me too. See, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. Well, you know what? Back off, Bucko. Right. Everyone should. Right. It's fine. It's all good. I'm a human. You're a human. We're yeah. human. And it's 67 degrees in this office right now. It's hot. It's because you're coming in hot. Yeah. I, you you literally are coming in hot. Hey, what's that new vehicle sitting outside? Oh, it's the new uh, Morse Family Fleet. You like the it? Morse Family Fleet. Heck yeah, I do. Do you? I yeah. looked in. Did you? Yeah. Did you break in the window? No, the door was open. Oh, okay. Unlocked. Did you? Was it really? Yeah. And you just open it up and look at it. It's yeah, nice. Yeah, I pulled isn't on it? the handle. Figured if it was locked, it wouldn't open. If it wasn't, it would. And it wasn't, so it did. Looked in. Interesting setup. It's pretty nice. Did you see all the little tiny footprints from Everett? No. <laughs> yeah, I come home and he wants to climb through that vehicle or the yeah. the other one. Um, what we're speaking of are SUVs that we have in our fleet that are going to be rotating for Paul Bear and or family vehicles. Most funeral homes use limos, traditional, very traditional. I think that's great and all, but you know, Grandma Sally has a hard time falling into a vehicle, but may be able to actually step into instead of falling into. So we're just trying a couple of different things, not to mention it looks different and it's creating a unique experience. So did you go to the International Barbecue Festival in Owensboro, Kentucky this weekend? <clears throat> yes. Can you? Yes, you're. Yes, you are. My mouth is a gape. You are correct. I was drugged and dragged. Wow, (laughs) I was. I I was okay. I've never been to it. That was the second time in my life I've been to it. Wow. And the kids, you really do. You know those leashes that you put on children. The little backpacks that yes, look like a puppy, should, but really should, it's a leash. You should really actually invest in those for this. This is insane. I don't know where some. I, that's. I'll leave it there and just say that I am extremely amazed at the unique, um, unique New York ambience. Unique New York. Well, uh, this is the uh, quote-unquote International Barbecue Festival held in Owensboro, Kentucky, always the second Saturday of May, the Mother's Day weekend. And it is uh, a private festival, not city-sponsored, and it's designed to raise money for nonprofits, which I didn't know until recently. Uh, People come from all over. Uh, I don't know the people that you saw, but there are people from Tennessee, from Indiana, from Illinois, from Ohio, all to come because local and now not local teams compete for uh, the bragging rights of being grand champion, grill and whatever pit masters pit masters of, I guess. Uh, of barbecue, whether it be barbecue chicken, mutton, burgoo. There's a competitive eating contest. 
There's a keg throwing contest. I mean, I feel like it's an event that kind of touches on the most base of our human condition, gluttony and just raw competition. You have this huge section of food booths, if you call them booths. I mean, they stretch nearly a city block. Yeah. But they're lined side by side by side. So, I mean, are you hungry now? Are you hungry now? Are you hungry now? I mean, you don't know what to eat. And there were people literally stopping at every booth and getting something. They had their arms filled with foods. Wow. And just nom, nom, nom. There's food. They do a pretty good job of keeping the area, the floor concrete clean. It was just, it was crazy. And then you get to the end where all the kids are trying to play on the car and the carnival rides and there's people handing out i don't know what denomination this was but they were like stopping me every five seconds to try to hand me this bible or version of oh really yeah and it was right by the cotton candy i just want a cotton candy you know <clears throat> just give me wow. some cotton candy all in all we're doing a really good job of selling the barbecue festival well i mean it's just not my thing it's but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be your thing right i mean by you i mean anyone who's listening you yeah know. it's a it's a fun experience we saw a lot of people that you know we know and it which was, I, we know that you like doing are you being sarcastic well, yes yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know just it felt Running like for people. me another you know uh, uh, another being out in the public and community thing so well, I have a question about this because I, I think that, you know, Owensboro is known for a lot of things. It's known uh, for being the barbecue capital of the world, which I think other cities probably would, would take issue with. Uh, but nonetheless, there that is. Uh, it's been, it's listed uh, in, in several kind of barbecue books. Like there are books on barbecue and barbecue history and custom and Owensboro is listed. It's also known as Chowdown Town. Because there's there are more fast food restaurants per capita than I think anywhere else on the planet, which is interesting. So it has me thinking about gluttony, because we just mentioned it. Yeah, one of what the uh, <clears throat> Christian teachings call the seven deadly sins. Which, if you've ever seen that movie Seven, I like that movie. Can you believe it came out in the early nineties? That's hard to believe. It's wild. But I bet if we watched it, we'd be like, "Oh gosh, yeah, it's 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 old." I mean, but so old. It kind of is right there with the Bone Collector with Denzel Washington, and that was a great. Movie. <clears throat> I didn't I watched see that. it the other day. You, you'd enjoy it, really. Anyway, I know you're on seven, but I'm just comparing. Anyway, continue. Why do you think that uh, there are certain of these quote unquote seven deadly sins, or some uh, Christians, namely Roman Catholics, might call them the cardinal sins? Why do you think that we uh, highlight some and overlook others? That's a deep question. So we have all of this really real stigma about mental health. We have stigma about addiction and addicts. It's such a rough word, addict. Oh, it's a tough word to say. I mean, what other word would you put? Well, I mean, it, it's apropos. It's just difficult, you know, it's difficult. Um, <clears throat> but we tend to really, really hone in on the difficulties of that life and the tragedies of that life overlooking the fact that we are an obese nation. We are a greedy people, right? So do you know the seven sins? There's uh this is really bad that I don't. There's uh, pride, right. lust, envy, greed, greed, wrath, wrath, 
Gluttony. S- sloth. Sloth, also known as acidia, which we'll talk about. Did I say lust already? I don't think you did. That's all. Yes. We should make up a fun song to help us remember the seven deadly sins, like the 50 states. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arizona Arkansas, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut. Connecticut. Uh, <clears throat> so pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. I don't do any of those. Never have, never will. <clears throat> Let's see. Of the these seven, <laughs> I would say... Um, Be careful and gentle now. That I'm thinking only of myself, of course. Um I don't really think that pride is an issue. Yeah, of course it is. Pride sure it as is. I may, pride as I might. Uh, greed, sure. Lust, no. Envy, I don't think so. That's one of those where it's like, eh, Gluttony, yeah. Wrath, eh, every now and then. Sloth, absolutely no. Probably sloth like lying on the couch all hours I of the day and saying absolutely not to probably in like <laughs> faster than a portion. But sloth, when I think of sloth, I think of literally just being absolutely lazy and not yes. utilizing the gifts that you've been given and bestowed upon you to bless people. And yeah, I don't it, see you at all. Yeah, Man, but I mean, think about it. Like a momentary, a momentary thing does not define and say one is this. So, so if I have a drink, am I an alcoholic? No. If you lie on the couch for 30 minutes because you're like, you know what? I should be doing this, but I'm tired. If you think sexually about another woman, though, that's lust. Touche. Okay. If you overeat in one particular meal and you're like, oh my gosh, I've got to stop eating. I'm so full. That is gluttony. Gluttony. Dang it. I know. So anyway, sloth or acedia. I agree. It's not just about lying around doing nothing. It's about lying around uh, spiritually, intellectually, emotionally, right? Like allowing our gifts, as you said, to remain unused. It's about being lazy mentally and spiritually. I think it's about being irresponsible and undisciplined. So, yeah. So, let's see. Check, 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 no, check, no, check. Yeah, probably five of the seven. Check, 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 no, no, check, 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 no, no. So, you know, in other words, I just, I just it's great to be me. So which, they... which of the seven would you choose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, too. Yep. So, uh, I wonder why we are so hard on some people about some things, but we're not hard on all people about all these all things, things. nor are we hard on ourselves enough, right? Like, I mean, come on, gluttony. You, we don't have to look very far to see it. Right, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I just this have kind to look of, down. This kind of coincides with the previous podcast where we're talking about, you know, with, uh, we, love, we love the fall. We love watching the mighty fall. Mm-hmm. And I... I I'm not. I'm not certain what it is. I. I don't know. I. I think we're bored. I think we're lonely. I think we're kind of trying to grab for straws. We have. We're in a major identity crisis as a whole, as a people, and that's what this. I hope past sixty-seven podcasts have kind of helped. Maybe you, as a listener, be like, you know what? This is who I am. This is the struggles I deal with. I'm okay with that, and let's keep rolling, kind of thing. I, for me, it's the point. The point is that we we are not supposed to be hard on other people, and we're not supposed to be 
hard on ourselves. That's kind of what I was getting to. I don't understand why we need to be so hard on Mm -hmm. ourselves. I am very hard on myself to the point of probably causing, um, I mean, maybe like, I don't want to say illness, but you know, like just getting myself down, Mm -hmm. down with not feeling 100% because I'm just so intense all the time and you have to be perfect. You have to do this right. You have to be that for them. And it's just not, it's not fair to ourselves. And I hate saying, oh, it's not fair, but I think we literally need to be tender with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And who cares about the other person, what they're doing? Just love them along the way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what it means to be someone's neighbor, you know, to yeah. be uh, in this together, to be with others is is to not try to come up with all the reasons why we don't particularly uh, care for another person's lifestyle or life choices or orientation or decisions or voting policy or religious background. It's to say, you know what? We're all beggars trying to tell other beggars where to find food. We're all in it together. Not one of us is better than another in any capacity. Sure, have some people made good decisions and other people made decisions that weren't so good for them? Of course. Who? All of us. Me. So once again, we come back around to the fact that we're all in this thing together. Now, that just doesn't mean that we're going to be drawn uh, to everyone. We're not going to be drawn to the personality of everybody. We're not going to like everybody. That's fine. Like We're not all called to be friends. Uh, and at a cocktail party and being able to kind of hoop it up with everybody in the same way. That's not how that works. But it's really hard not to like someone after you've loved them for a while. And we are, I think, asked and invited and tasked with loving each other. Everyone. Yeah. Hard not to like after you've loved for a while. Yeah. I want to switch gears and tell you something that really inspired me this morning. I got up this morning and... And getting ready, and my middle child, they're usually up about 6.05 every morning, like clockwork, and he's sleeping in, so I'm like, this is weird. He comes down, and he knows, and he says he does not feel well at all, and that's not like Everett. Well, today is superhero day at school, mm. and mom was saying, hey, you know, if you don't feel well, and obviously a four-year-old, you know, this one does not understand how to milk something to stay home kind of thing. But he wanted so badly to partake in Superhero Day to wear his Superman costume that he is trucking through it. And he put his superhero costume on and got ready and has a smile on his face and he can't wait to go and have Superhero Day. And it really inspired me in this very childlike way because, you know, we're not always going to have all the ducks in a row and everything's, the stars don't always align in our favor, but if we're passionate about something, I mean, that kid, I, it just gave me a lot of encouragement for today to tackle this day in particular. It's like, you know what? Things aren't absolutely perfect when I walked out that door this morning, but, you know, I'm going to put my, put my, you know, two feet forward and just keep trucking along. So Everett, my little four-year-old, gave me a lot of encouragement today. I may not have painted that picture well for you all listening, but it was just really sweet that my kid who doesn't feel well at all is super excited and is like, you know what? No, I'm I'm actually going to tackle this day because I want to be a part of this because I've been looking forward to it. It's sweet. It is sweet. You were just hard on yourself just then. 
Was I? Yeah, you questioned yourself and your storytelling abilities. I did. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that that's something with the, within a podcast. People they don't realize that you and I have you know, so many minutes to to fill. Yeah. And we have there's a thing that's legit called dead air. Yeah. And we intentionally do that sometimes for humor sake or for for you to think, but for the most part you have to keep it going, right? And you have to be be able to be creative or be able to paint the picture. And I didn't don't always feel like I do. I think you did a great job. Oh, I appreciate that, man. That made me feel better. Yeah. You always do a good job. That is absolutely untrue. You do. You, you know it. You know it. Well, you know it, I know it, yeah. I did see two people at the barbecue festival. Well, I don't know who they are, but as they walked by, they said, the girl said, he does that podcast. Okay, that's exciting. It was cool. So for you listening, uh, I heard you, and I appreciate that. It was really neat amidst all the chaos of keeping my children on leashes and, and pushing a stroller. We took a stroller. But our kids are five and four. The baby stayed at home, and we just put all the carnival gifts and cotton candy in the stroller. <laughs> oh, God. Gluttony. You were at Disney. <laughs> hey, guess who I saw, speaking of? Mickey Mouse. Pink. Oh, did she climb the stadium? Are you kidding? Did she, like, swing from the rafters? For Christmas, Joy received two tickets to Pink. She got a plus one, and she invited me to go along. Which that was, was nice awesome. of her. Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, a guarantee. You know, you never know. This woman knows a lot of people. But she invited me to go along. We went up to uh, to Lexington, Kentucky, where she was playing in Rupp Arena. Uh, rain the whole way, caught in traffic. Tried to have pa- uh, dinner with Joy's parents. That didn't work out. So we ended up having a a, a drink in the hotel that's attached, and then we went over and had stadium food, which was terrible. Because of my attendance and time anxiety, the one thing that I'm anxious about is being on time. I hate being late. Hate it. So if we're going to go to a movie, say, I'm going to want to go early. I'm going to want to be there in time for the previews, right? Well, this is not a concern of my wife's. And so I'm learning to kind of let that go. Well, I'm learning since the Pink concert to let that go. Because we ended up, having a drink and relaxing and deciding, well, we don't have time to eat. We'll go over to the, and we ended up getting in our seats like an hour before the stupid concert. Oh. And rightfully, you know, Joy poked fun at me and she should have. And I won't do that again. Who opened up for Pink? Julia Michaels. Oh. I've got issues. Yeah. You got them too. That one. She was good. She's really good. Not a great performer because she's young and getting started, but she's a Incredible songwriter. Huge songwriter. Yeah, yeah, huge songwriter. Writes for Bieber and you name it, she's written for him. That's uh, a great opener. So she opened and then there was a DJ, DJ Kid Cut Up in between acts and he was fantastic. He got to kind of get the crowd going. And then of course, Alicia Moore, otherwise known as Pink, um, started uh, right on time, right about 9.15. She played for two, about about two hours and uh, the, she, she enters the stadium inside a chandelier hanging upside down from her legs singing studio quality i mean you would not know the difference between the live and the studio version and you know it's live because she's talking to you to lexington kentucky right in the middle of her singing she will uh be catapulted throughout the (laughs) arena using various uh lines and fly lines and then at the very end for those of you who haven't 
or who have seen this concert, this beautiful tour, beautiful drama tour. Um, is that what it's called? Beautiful trauma. Beautiful trauma. She ends up in this harness with a, f- a flywheel inside where she can do flips and stuff. And it sends her to the very highest point in the arena where there are the people in the nosebleeds. And she's hanging like 12 feet out from them and can wave and they get to see her up close. And then they, they swing her over to this other place. And it's all done robotically. It's just, it's so artistic. It's unbelievable. I mean, this show is like, it's, in, it's unlike anything we've ever seen. Hands down the best show we've ever seen. A few years ago, she performed on uh, one of the yeah, like TV. Grammys yeah, or Oscars. And she or was like, well, last year she's climbing up the, going so, yeah. down the side of the building. But it was just in, incredible how she could maintain breath, yeah. composure, and you know, I say I'm a singer. I've been singing for a long time. I'm not comparing myself to Pink. However, I do understand how hard it is to sing while upside down. Really, you've done that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like that I, one night. <laughs> One night, no, it's not like a, it's not like something. Uh, it just I, I've done it, and it's just not easy. Or running on a treadmill and singing, like when you're yeah, which is what I mean. There was literally a treadmill built into the stage, a conveyor belt. Oh well, and uh, she she's, probably never broke note. She's, no, not at all. She's so fit, but it was a great, 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 great concert. But it does bring me back around to this idea and fear of being late. And it's, I don't know, it's a thing. It's a hang-up for me. What if she was on there and she's like, before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, I would really like to thank Jonathan Carroll and Joy Carroll for arriving an hour and two minutes early and enjoying that lukewarm pretzel instead of eating at the nice restaurant yes. attached to Rep Arena so that you could be on time. That would have been amazing. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd be like, I'm sorry, Joy. I apologize. Like, I'm so sorry. Turns out there were people from Owensboro sitting behind us, and you know it, it was the, the the arena was packed. Some some pretty powerful moments during the show. Of course, the artistry is gorgeous. Lots of dancing, uh, flying through the air, and and doing um, rope dancing. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but when you have like the kind of the greatest showman thing, where you have like this yeah. silks that are dropped down. And, oh, what is and that? She's called? dancing without a harness with this. Dan- this male dancer with her and uh, hanging from his feet with no harness, you know, 15, 20 feet above the ground. It's just fantastic. Had a great time. I'm looking to see what it's called. Yeah. What do you, I want to know what you're Googling to look that up. Uh, type of dancing with type of silk rope <laughs> dancing. <laughs> it was awesome. Do you have a favorite pink song? Aerial dancing? Yeah, it's it's aerial, aerial dancing. Aerial silk dance aer- uh, acrobatics. Well, it's definitely acrobatics, yeah. Um, do I have a favorite pink song? Not really. So this thing about time <laughs> has me thinking because there is a uh, a friend of mine uh, recently has been moved by his job from Owensboro to Houston. And um, he was coming back here because the family's trying to sell a house and buy a house. He's over there by himself. His wife's here with his four kids. And, you know, the mayhem of that commuter marriage while they get it all sorted out. And he uh, Facebook storied or Instagram storied or both. I don't know. But anyway, he had a story where he kind of uh, tracked his trip from Houston to Dallas to Nashville and home, and he was so excited to go to Chewy's Mexican restaurant in Bowling Green. He was so excited to get home to see his family. 
and there's delay after delay. And it's like those videos where, you know, you have a video of someone who is completely sober and then they, they keep talking and then they have one glass and they have two glasses and they have three glasses. And like the difference between the beginning and the end person is so funny. Well, that's kind of how he was. He was really excited and fresh-faced and he met somebody on the plane and they're having a great time. And, and then like three hours later, they're still on the tarmac and he's exhausted and he's just like... Oh, I'm so excited. We're still going to make it to the restaurant, you know. And and then two hours later, he's like, I th- think we're going to make it. I'm in another hour. <laughs> Definitely not going to make it. And he looks all haggard. Oh. But anyway, he uh, he texted me about it and, and said that the um, the thinking that we have done together on the podcast had helped him to change his way of thinking about his circumstances. Then rather than be dismayed, disgruntled, overwhelmed to recognize that this too is a gift to just be alive to the journey, not worry so much about the ending, about the details, about where he's going and to try to relax. So this is a special shout out uh, to Jared Hamilton and for the the good work uh, that you did, Jared, in maintaining your calm and being there for your family when you got there and um, fully expecting a shout out to the You'll Die Trying podcast the next time you're in a Facebook and Instagram story. But I thought that was pretty cool that listeners will let us know, hey, you know, y'all said something and made me think. That is awesome, Jared. Thank you so much. And to the thousands of others of you who tune in time and time again to listen to what Dr. Carroll and myself have to say, we are so grateful. We are humbled by it. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, thousands. It's to awesome. say thousands, you know, there's some podcasts, you know, we're still in its in our infancy, not even a year old. It's uh, because of you that so many more are hearing about us. Be sure to visit trying.com. Be sure to visit facebook.com forward slash trying, And also send us an email. How do they do that, Dr. K. Rule? Uh, well, they go to their email platform. Oh, yeah, and that. They, yeah. yeah. Type it in and send it. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Trying podcast at gmail.com. Be sure and leave a five-star review on all of your listening app devices. And uh, Dr. Carroll, as always, I appreciate you. One anxiety you're giving up this week. <clears throat> Dramatic pause. Dead seizure. Air. That's called a seizure. I'm giving up my need to worry about time. I don't know that answer. Think about it. You can bring it back to the next episode. I'm going to think about it. I'm Jonathan. I'm Nathan. You'll die trying.